recovery people everywhere. Morning Al. Morning Teasel. Whew. Wow, what a day I had yesterday. Um, really, really interesting in what we call the two-hour journey, um, where it's really like um, a sort of quite intense connection with your higher power um, through lots of breathing work, um, try, um, mantras, um, chanting. Um, you're sort of led into this space where it's like I don't feel that my body's there. It's really strange. It's something that has to be experienced. It's, um, well, the meaning of transcending is to go above your thoughts. Um, so it, it feels like you're on a, a, a different space. It's um, quite difficult to explain, um, but it was there yesterday and it was um, it was very interesting. Um, and at the end of it, we all had to hold hands and try and stand up and sit down on your sitting bones all the time. So up, down, up, down, without any other support other than your partner's hands on either side. And that way, that <laughs> gave way to everyone giggling so much. And um, then he said, right, okay, you can just dance. And he put the song on, You Can Call Me Owl. And for those of you that have heard my story about when I went to Findhorn, spiritual place in Scotland, um, I was looking for a sign. I wanted to be with Al, um, but we were both in addiction. And, you know, my family thought it was his fault. His family thought it was my fault. But I had two incidences up in Fintorn where that song was played, You Can Call Me Al once in the kitchen and once when we were doing free dancing. I told this to this lovely girl here called Ellen and yesterday, after all this um, um, sitting up and standing down, the song came on and we, we couldn't find each other in the hall. I was so pleased that I told her because then it wasn't like I was making it up. So when I saw her at breakfast, she was like, oh, did you feel when in India you heard that song? Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Back to Eileen opening doors within. December the 2nd. Pioneers are always needed. Those souls who have the strength and courage to forge ahead in the new. They are the ones who have vision and who hold that vision ever before them and see it unfold. But everyone is an individual and therefore cannot be placed in a mould. You must be free to grow and develop and be inspired by those deep inner promptings which stir and move your very being. Live by the spirit, act by the promptings of the spirit, no matter how foolish these promptings may appear to be. It is far more comfortable to sit back and wait for someone else to make the first move, to take that leap into the unknown. It takes faith and courage to be able to do it. 
And if you have not the faith and courage to do it, do not try to hold back or stop those pioneers who have, but be eternally grateful, for without them, my new heaven and new earth could never be established. Hmm. That's interesting. I think, like, just go with, go with your heart. Let go. Um, I've been learning about, you know, the limited mind that we're so sceptical, we're so afraid of new. Um, I went into town yesterday and I've got some Himalayan um, uh, decongestant and throat tablets and they're amazing. And a lot of people say, oh, don't try Ayurvedic treatments. I went to see a verdict doctor. I pulled a a muscle in my neck and oh my word uh, three hours later <laughs> he said don't tell me I said Look, can I just tell you what's wrong with me he said no I will tell you and he did and it was absolutely right so I thought why did I crick my neck yesterday and we've learnt don't think about what's happening to you in life Think about what's happening for you. If I hadn't have cricked my neck yesterday, then I wouldn't have gone to the doctor. And then I wouldn't feel like this. He's, he's corrected so much in three hours. So, yeah, I think it's taking that leap of faith. I can't speak. Taking the leap of faith and, and go. You know, give yourself over to the care of God as you understand. Really, really do your step three. It's scary at first because we, we've we never done it before. But go for it. What have we got to lose? <clears throat> right. Opening. No, we've done opening. Thought for the day. December the 2nd. The thoughts that come before having a slip seem to be partly subconscious and yet it is likely that at least part of these thoughts get into our consciousness. An idle thought connected with drinking casually pops up into our mind. This is the crucial moment. Will I harbour the thought even for one minute, one minute or will I banish it from my mind at once? If I let it stay, it may develop into a daydream I may begin begin to see a cool glass of beer or a Manhattan cocktail in my mind's eye. If I allow the daydream to stay in my mind, it may lead to a decision, however unconscious to take a drink. Then I am headed for a slip. Do I let myself daydream? Wow. Meditation for the day. Many of us have a sort of vision of the kind of person God wants us to be. We must be true to that vision, whatever it is. We must try and live up to it by living the way we believe we should live. We can all believe that God has a vision of what he wants to be like, wants us to be like. In all people there is a good person whom God sees in us, the person we could be and that God would like us to be. But many a person fails to fulfil that promise. And God's disappointments must be many. Prayer for the day. 
I pray that I may strive to be the kind of person that God would have me to be. I pray that I may try to fulfil God's vision of what I could be. <clears throat> that first one's really interesting. He's on a theme again, isn't he, old um, Raymond? Um, about the, the subconscious mind and slips. Um, and we were learning about the lower mind, that if our chakras are out of balance, we can live um, like in a fantasy world. And I think that's like daydreaming. I think before um, I'd really um, taken the programme seriously after my first rehab and my just two times in AA meetings, I lived in the fantasy that I would be cured, that I would be able to take a couple of drinks safely. Um, but now I'm not in that fantasy level. Um, I'm more in touch with reality, what's real, and I know I can't safely take a drink. So that's my reality. And this is why I do these readings, um, to ground myself and to remind myself. I'm um, talking to quite a few people here in recovery. So I feel that I don't actually need to go out um, like half an hour away for a meeting because our talks are almost like a meeting. And for me, this is my connection um, with with AA. And I know that you hear when people say, oh, I, I couldn't be bothered to go to a meeting. And, and then they stop praying. That's, that's not my case. Um, I will gladly go to one when I can um, get to one. Say, um, that's, that's, I know it says go to any lengths, but I just feel that my talkings to other fellowship members um, and doing these readings are good but I wouldn't recommend um, staying away too long I, I will feel the need for one and if I do feel the need for one next week then I will um, go I think it's about 40 minutes um, I will go and find one but I can I can also take the bull by the horns and actually do one here so I may well do that Sorry, I'm rambling today and have a brilliant day, everyone. Bye-bye.